to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. Just a couple of quick announcements, and then we'll get to this week's guest. Patreon.com slash Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. Choose the tier that best suits your preferences, and get access to exclusive and discounted merch, behind-the-scenes looks at the writing and editing process, two weekly shows, Lights Out, which is an exploration of short horror, and Midweek Weird, a 40 and News update. We have a couple of bigger monthly shows in the works as well. Now, in addition to all of this, you can get monthly swag bags filled with cool campfire merch. So what are you waiting for? If you want the whole world to know that you're a diehard camper, go find the link in this episode's description or go through our link tree on any of our socials and check out our merch store. Stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, all with the fantastic design work by Jonathan Dodd, Easton Hawk, and the Crescent Hair. While you're in that link tree, tap on the Discord button and come join the community that we're building. Our Discord is a place where we can connect with all of you on a more personal level. So get over there and join the fun. We finally did it. It's been a long time coming, but this week's guest is Ashley Hilt, known to all of you as Ashers. She's the host of Monster Radio, and on Wednesdays we talk weird. She's an author, a filmmaker, a lecturer, and a dedicated Fortean researcher. We discussed her work with the Mothman Phenomenon, Injured Cold, her own history of anomalous experiences, and the wave of women in the field of Fortean research. This was a fantastic talk, so let's jump right in. All right, so... Ashers, thank you so much for sitting down for a fireside chat. Super psyched to have you on the show. I'm super psyched to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. We've, um, you know, talked back and forth and have tons of mutual friends. And I've always wanted to have you on the show. And I realized, I think when we were, when was, I think it was during a um, uh, clubhouse that I realized, yeah. like, wait, there are only a couple people on in this room that haven't been on, and you were one of them. And yeah, it dawned on me that I hadn't that you hadn't been on yet. So I'm I'm psyched to have you here. Well, Clubhouse um, is how we connected. I I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It was either that or Instagram, or probably a mix of both at the time. Probably. Um, you know, I feel like I mean during that time we were all kind of all over every social media because it was yeah pandemic times and trying to get away from reality yeah and have you noticed the have you noticed some people sort of like jumping off the instagram ship toward the tiktok ship like people um, just aren't on instagram as much as they used to be because they're spending so much time on tiktok yeah you know tiktok's really popular it's not my jam um everybody tells me to do it i'm just like you know what i feel like I already feel like social media is hard enough. Like, especially when you're a public figure, you got to keep up with it. Yeah. And I just, I don't have the space to add any more. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I can't imagine yeah. 
making a video every every single day. I mean, as I don't, yeah. you know. <laughs> Not to mention guys like um, guys like Jeremiah and Jeff who are doing like two or three videos every day. Right. I'm like, where Just, do you find the time? Yeah. Jeremiah is a, is a freaking workhorse. I don't know where he finds the yeah. time. I'm like, what do you do you just like magically create spaces of time for yourself because exactly. i need the superpower he does work for the cia yeah. though so that's yeah that. that's that's been established <laughs> <laughs> no but like we we started our tiktok a few months ago and i was on there like every day putting a video out for like i don't know i think we went like three weeks to a month somewhere like that and it was yeah. just exhausting i exhausting bet. I... No, no, thank you. <laughs> and it's like in the beginning, you're also learning the platform, you know, right. and like trying to get good at it. And I imagine it's less work once you know all the little shortcuts and you have this pre-done and that pre-done. But like at first it was, man, it, it was brutal. I, I have a lot of respect for those people over there doing I that initially, every day. Um, before I did all this, I worked in marketing. Um, so I was, I was on the marketing team for Victoria's Secret actually. Yeah. And, um, so social media marketing was kind of part of it, but I really didn't get, I didn't get to get too far into it before, um, the company sold and then I got laid off and then I started being a professional weirdo full time. Um, but you know, that's, that's how I started, but I kind of used some of the things that I picked up from social media marketing to do my own social media. And, um, you know, one lesson that like influencers and stuff are taught, um, which I I hate to say that, but, you know, quite honestly, when when you're an investigator, you know, you're not going to get paid to investigate. You're getting paid for the content that you create. So social media marketing, you have to be good at it. Um, But one of the lessons that I learned was, you know, find your platform, find the one platform that you are freaking great at and just go for it. Um, mine happened to be Twitter. So that's just, you know, that was the one. And then you kind of, when you perfect the one, then you can kind of move on to the other. Um, but you know, for me, I didn't really social media at all. When I started, I didn't, I did not own a smartphone until 2019. Like, wow! I was one of those people. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I want to live life and you can't pay attention to life if you have (laughs) a phone in your hands all the time. Um, but Uh then I, you know, upgraded. So I start, I mean, I got a late start to all these platforms anyway. Um, so I feel like I'm still learning things like I I can't, I can't even begin to tell you how the Facebook algorithm works. I have no idea. It works for some people. I don't get it. I'm like, you know, I've got, I'm almost at my limit of friends because people add me all the time, but I feel like people aren't seeing my, my stuff ever. Yeah. I don't know how it works. So I'm like still trying to figure that out, still trying to figure out Instagram. And now TikTok comes in and I'm just like, I'm old. I'm too old for this. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I feel you for sure. (laughs) I think, I think what everyone's saying now is that Facebook groups are a thing again, that they're like really effective again. And I don't, I just, I don't know. Our Facebook just reposts what we post on Instagram, so yeah, and yeah. it gets well, like I just started so a business little page on Facebook. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna do the business page because you can only have so many friends, and also like, my Facebook was always like my personal place, like that's where my actual friends and family are. Like, yeah, so I didn't, so I shit post a lot, <laughs> you know, or whatever yeah. I want stuff that's unrelated to what I do. Yep. And I'm like, you know, if you don't want to look at me in that light and you don't want to get personal with me, then you need to go to the business page. And, um, you know, lo and behold, within the first week, I had like a thousand followers or likes or whatever. And I'm like, I didn't even try. Oh, maybe this is what I need to do. I don't know. 
Yeah. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to keep up with. I mean, people have have monetized entire channels that are just them helping people keep up with all of it. They you know have. what I mean? Like it's just advice. Those motherfuckers are oh. smart. Yes. Yeah. That, <laughs> that meta approach to all of this. That's like <laughs> it's I'm always amazed when I find a podcast that's about podcasting. Yeah. And you know what? They're the like, top ones. It's like Yeah. It's like, wow. Because there are so many people genius. trying to start a podcast. They're all looking for advice. Yeah. yeah and it works. Yeah. <laughs> well, what cracks me up, though, is when I find a podcast about podcasting advice that has, like, two reviews. They have, like, a hundred. You know what I mean? Like, how good is your advice if your show hasn't grown in the two years even? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty There's terrible. There's always that. Yeah, it is. So... Okay, to get down to it, I, I've heard you speak sure. briefly about like experiences that you've had, sure, like anomalous experiences. But I sure. would love to get like a a more full story of of just some of the things you've experienced. Oh gosh, uh, oh, <laughs> and to think about it. <laughs> um, but I mean, where should I start? What do you want to? What do you want to hear? Have you heard me talk about anything in particular that was like, oh, I want to hear more about that? <laughs> Whichever experience you think has impacted you the most? Um, probably, I mean, I would say probably my Mothman sighting. Um, and, and not for reasons that people would typically think. Um, so back in 2016, um, I was over at my best friend's house and we were, um, we were eating pot brownies. We were making pot brownies and eating them mm -hmm. and having a good time. And uh, then it was, you know, we had a great time. It was time to go to bed. Um, been at my friend's house hundreds of times. She's my best friend. You know, <laughs> I was right. there a lot. And um, I'm sleeping in her living room. And she's in her bedroom. And in the living room, there's, like, the couch is up against a wall. And then, like, I'm laying on the couch. And across from the room in the corner as like a big TV stand. It's like a big TV cabinet. Um, okay. And it's open. So the doors are open. And it's like, like I said, caddy corner in the corner. Um, right. And between the top of the TV cabinet and the ceiling is probably about two feet. And I'm laying there. And I just kind of just start freaking out. I, I can't really tell you what I was thinking about. I can't tell you, you know, any specifics. I just was not having a good time all of a sudden. Now, mm -hmm. I was still a little high. So okay. I'm just like, uh, I'm just high. It's what, you know, I'm just, gonna yeah. be just a little um, panic. Right. I'm just like, you know, I'm yeah. just having a, you know, freaking out and I'll be all right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I looking and I'm staring at the corner of the room where the TV stand is and I'm staring at the top of it. And at the top, on top of this TV stand, this like shape starts to form. And it was just like a black, shape i mean it really didn't look like anything at first but then it just starts kind of growing and then more is being added onto it so while the top is kind of forming and it starts to kind of look like a head um some things are like growing out into the room and it's like growing like up around the ceiling and then it kind of starts expanding downwards now initially my first thought was like arms, right? It's like arms sure. growing out of like a body kind of, but then it starts getting lower and lower and it starts kind of connecting together and they're wings. I see wings. Okay. Um, 
And then I start, I didn't, I'm not going to say that I saw full-blown red eyes, but I saw the start of the red eyes start. Um, and I got the fuck up and I went to wake my friend up and I'm like, you have to wake up because I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I just told her, I was like, listen, I'm freaking out. You need to wake up. She just laughs at me. She's like, oh my God, you're so high. This is hilarious. She's like, you're fine. You can't, you're not going to die. And she, you know, she didn't, I didn't tell her what I'd seen. Right. I just thought I was freaking out. Um, especially during that time in my life. Um, I've always been into cryptozoology. Always. I was never into things like the Mothman. I was into, like, flesh and blood Bigfoot. You know? Sure. I was into, like, the Tasmanian Tiger. Um, yeah. You know, East Coast Cougars. You know, I was into classic cryptozoology. Everything else was bullshit. I'm like, Mothman right. is, you know... And not specific... I didn't have, like... I didn't have it out for Mothman or anything. But, like, to me... Right. That was ridiculous. Um, right. Because, there was cryptozoology and there was woo-woo. Right. right. And I was like, okay. you know, fuck that. Which, again, at the time... I just started working for Victoria's Secret, um, you know, coming off of, I, I was a manager at a theater before that. I was in college before that. I left college to go work. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to college for, uh, well, I, sw- I initially I was going for criminal psychology, but then I changed my mind. I started going for astrophysics. Um, me and my husband were both going for astrophysics and I dropped out to take care of my child, got a job, things, whatever, life. Sure. Um, life. The point is, is that like, I've always been educated and normal you know sure <laughs> yeah. um so a no-nonsense person right i just wasn't you know i didn't believe i didn't had no religion i wasn't in a spirituality i wouldn't need any of that um sure. so i didn't tell her i didn't tell her what i saw but she knew i was freaking out so she woke up she hung out with me no big deal um at that point you know my life really kind of started ramping up and changing i did not call it mothman actually I did not think of this incident, hadn't thought about it since then, until 2020, when someone shared their Mothman story with me, and it just kind of flooded back to me. She was telling me that she was in a hotel room in Georgia. She was kind of nervous telling me about it, because she was like, I have to be honest, I was with my boyfriend, and we took these gummies, and then we saw Mothman outside, you know, the hotel window, and, um... It just hit me. I was like, holy shit. Did I see Mothman? And then I'm like really thinking about it. And I'm like, I don't want to say that's what that was. But at the same time, you know, with the theories and the information and everything that I had gathered and just looking into the Mothman research, it all made perfect sense. And again, this didn't start my Mothman journey. Um, my Mothman journey was kind of just all of this, all everything that I do, all of this. It started with Mothman. It's not just Mothman, um, mm-hmm. but and this is where it gets weird. Um, but it's been kind of like it all makes sense, and I've been very specifically led to this point in my life. And okay. um, Mothman, for other people, is like that. It's a personal experience, and I believe that's why he's gotten this bad rep for being some kind of harbinger of doom he's not a harbinger of doom he's a harbinger of growth and growth fucking sucks <laughs> you yeah. know so yeah. um i mean i think that's definitely been the most impactful i mean everything else after that point in my life like i said just kind of just continued to lead me to here um so yeah. it's all mothman's fault so <laughs> <laughs> i i mean 
I've always really, and I've heard you, I've heard you say that before, and I've always really liked that take because, like, just like the the tarot card for change and growth is death, is the death card. You know, mm-hmm. like it's something has to die for something to be reborn, for you know, mm-hmm. for that transition to take place. So I, I understand where people get that confused. You know, it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's the perfect segue to your, I mean, your focus has mostly been on Mothman, right? It's not all Mothman, but Mothman Um, has been like kind of your central, at least what you talk about a lot. Sure. Sure. I mean, Mothman Mothman started me in this, um, and now I've become like the moth lady, Mothman. Sure. (laughs) Um, Mothman. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's it's my big project right now. Um, I kind of yeah. hope, you know how, like, you have, like, you have an actor that, like, plays a role, and then they'll go on yeah. and try and play another role, and you're like, no, that's, they're, they're yeah. that forever. I'm like, yeah, yeah. did I just do myself to be this forever? Um, just no, getting don't typecasted get me wrong. as the moth ma'am. Right. I'm like, that's me yeah. forever now. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I, I. We'll never stop investigating the Mothman. Um, it's just that right now, that's my biggest project because I'm, I'm doing okay. a book and I'm doing a documentary on it. And, yeah. um, but, you know, just like when you investigate kind of any of this phenomena, you hit constant brick walls. So I'm not like, it's not like every single day of my life I'm in taking Mothman, you know, right. or phenomena or, you know, investigating all the sightings or, you know, because I, I can't. They don't come in like that. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes it's other stuff. As a matter of fact, we've already started working on documentary number two um, because that was always kind of more the dream was that I would continue to make these these documentaries to present the information. Um, It's just that it started with Mothman. It's taken a lot longer than I thought it would um, because doing a documentary on an ongoing and active investigation is really hard to find a stopping point. Yeah. And then you're also doing it during a pandemic and you're also yep. doing it as a person who, again, um, did not even know how social media worked until the last three years. So making sure. a film, you know, has been I've been completely self-taught doing the whole entire thing. Um, and then I didn't I've already said it. I'm like the next documentary we're we're crowdfunding it because I've I mean, I've yeah. spent probably. I mean, an easy 10 grand on this, just of, of my own money, and I'm not making 10 grand, you know, to spend on sure. this. Um, so, I mean, it's been definitely a labor of love. So, I feel like th- it's always going to leave a big impression on me. Um, mm-hmm. And then, because it'll be my debut, and then I've kind of made headway within the community, it's not like people don't know who I am at this point. Yeah. Um, that aspect's always going to stick in their mind. They're like, that's the Mothman lady. <laughs> Sure. So, I mean, I've, I've hopefully, made <laughs> hopefully after, you know, like you said, once you move on to your next project, right. hopefully you, you know, it gets out there just as much and, right. you know, eventually, yeah, it's the first one always takes the longest too, right? The same way with a band, like their first album is the music they've been working on all their lives. The right. second album is done in a year, right. you know, you're learning, yeah. you know, you're, you're yeah. learning. What works for you and the ins and outs and all this, that, and the other. Um, yeah. We're just about done with it. We have, I finally have decided of a, a stopping point. Doesn't end the Mothman story or the research, but 
Yeah. It's got it's got to come to an end. The the actual, you know, people can't just watch this. Yeah. I can't live stream it. People watch it forever. I, yeah. Maybe I could. Um, you probably could. But, you know, maybe I could. <laughs> maybe I should. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to end. Um, we're just we have to film one more segment of it and then that's it. It's over. We're ready. Um, that's awesome. But that's been, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's yeah. but, you know, that's been difficult because we're also people you know it's not it's not just me that does it i mean i'm the face yeah. but i have other people that work on it and they've got lives and families and jobs and you know so yep. it's just takes it just takes time and that's just yeah. the way it is <laughs> yeah so. passion projects always do right because they have to fit in the cracks of your normal oh, yeah. life oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I get that completely um i think as a fan of mothman myself i i think i can talk i can speak for most fans of mothman and saying i i'm not looking for a documentary to solve it i don't think i would want that yeah even i like i would expect it i would fully expect it to be open-ended because i think like you said it is a very personal phenomenon Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't know that there's one definitive answer anyway i don't think there's a definitive answer to be found so i'm yeah, I like I like hearing that. And sure. that's I mean, you know, that that's the bread and butter of it. it my mom, <laughs> when I told her I was doing this, she was very sad. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh she was like, "Why would you make a documentary on Mothman? Aren't there already documentaries on the Mothman?" <laughs> um and I was like, "Well, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a good point." Um, but you know, this is not like those, um, you know, and it started off as just being like those, it was just supposed to be it. Honestly, this whole thing was supposed to be a 20 minute YouTube video. I had a YouTuber boyfriend at the time who did pretty well. It was his, it was his thing. And it was just supposed to be the history of Point Pleasant. And that was it. Um, and then as I got more involved and I started digging deeper into this stuff, um, things just very the weirdest things started happening and i couldn't i just couldn't ignore it anymore i couldn't ignore high strangeness in my life um so we had to go forward and well he went on and did his thing and i'm like i have to share this with the whole world and you know the the theory i mean spoiler alert the theory at the end of it is that again this thing is some harbinger of growth um and i hope to be able to show that and kind of get away from the stigma of this horrible omen that surrounds it i, I sound sure. like a cult leader <laughs> <laughs> like just a little bit it's okay. you know and maybe yeah, that's yeah. what i'm doing here i don't know you guys won't i guess you won't know until you drink the uh moth flavoring <laughs> but um yeah exactly <laughs> you know but it's it's turned into this whole beast so you know i i'm com- i'm comfortable in knowing that this is not something that has been out before this is not just your basic retelling i mean this is something bigger and better and everybody's gonna love it i appreciate your um your brand accuracy on the the flavor aid reference (laughs) as well well we just did jim jones Um, on the wednesday show so yeah well there you go yeah perfect (laughs) um i were you in the middle of doing this when the chicago mothman stuff jumped off no or had that already um, happened when you yeah, that that it. already that already happened. Um, so it that's actually what's tying us up currently, and yeah. I don't want to say mm, what can I say. I don't want to say a bunch. Um, yeah, don't give too but, much away. I, I'm just curious. Sure, sure. We're just we're actively we're currently investigating the Chicago Mothman stuff, um, yeah. and we might have 
good information about maybe what's going on there. Sure. Um, and so anyway, um, that, all that stuff had already started happening. Uh, I believe the the actual first what's considered gr- the ground zero sighting in the Chicago stuff was in um, 2016. There was an isolated incident. Yeah, and, then you, okay. and then they started having them in 2017. Um, okay. And they continue to this day. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's still going on, um, but yeah, uh, I started it in 2019, but gotcha. it wasn't until 2020 that this became a, a feature length documentary when it kind of took off. So by that point in time, um, Tobias Whalen had already written the Lake Michigan Mothman. Um, yep. I use that as a good resource. That's how we became really good friends was, you know, I was like, yeah. well, you can be my Lake Michigan Mothman guy. And he's like, hell yeah, brother. And now, you know, here we are. So, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, to um, to divert just slightly, you've sure. also I've heard you talk about like the Indrid Cold stuff oh, a yeah. lot. Now, do you? Do you, my question for you is: Do you consider Indrid Cold part of the Mothman legacy or a completely separate phenomenon? Um. So, I. Mm, Mm-hmm. I can't say <laughs> it's tricky. Um, I can only go based off of the closest thing that I have to an injured cold eyewitness, which is Tanya Derenberger, which is someone that I now, since all this, know in a very, I'm not going to say intimate because that's not correct, in a very platonic, <laughs> platonically intimate way. Sure. Um, we're really good friends now, right? Um, so I have to go based off of what Tanya tells me about Indrid. She says that they're completely unrelated. That there is okay. no crossover between them. Indrid does not know the Mothman, does not know what the Mothman is. He knows what it is, but I mean, like, they've never met each other and, like, had a beer or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, so they're not, like, in cahoots. You know, I've heard theories about how, like, the Mothman's here hunting Indrid because it's a bounty hunter and Indrid's in trouble. Or I've heard all kinds of theories about the yeah. two. Um, you know, I've heard again, it the other way around, too. Right. right. I mean, you know, again, yeah, yeah. but I, I can't... I can only go off of what Tanya tells me. And if Tanya says no, then that's... Then who am I to say yeah. yes? I'm not going to be like, you're sure, lying. Sure. You know? um, so, I, yeah, I think that they're two two separate things. Okay. Um, yeah, because, I mean, I've heard the, like, bounty hunter, the, like, interdimensional bounty hunter idea, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really cool screenplay. But I don't know that yeah. there's any basis in reality for that or... You know what I mean? Like, I haven't really heard anyone that can actually support that with anything. It's just yeah, a cool she, concept. You know, she says that, that her and Indrid laugh about stuff like that. You know, they'll talk about it. And I'm like, huh, it's like hearing that rumor about yourself. And you're like, oh, really? Right. I did that? Oh. You know, and that's, <laughs> right. you know and that's basically how he treats it. So I'm like, okay, well, that's how you guys treat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, obviously I got into that because of the Mothman stuff. You know, you, you have to. Yeah. And that's, you know, where I started expanding on just beyond Point Pleasant was just looking at, at all the high strangeness in that area. Um, yeah. You know, my, my working theory for all this was that it was ha- that was happening on purpose, just like anybody else as a flap. And, um, you know, so I had to... <laughs> So I had to look at everything and continue down those rabbit holes. And as I have continued further, um, it just continues to expand. It just gets bigger. 
there just seems to be more. Um, since I've started doing this, I don't believe in the concept of a flap anymore. Yeah, I believe in window areas. Goes? Yeah. yeah, I believe that it all happens in the same area, but I don't believe that it happens during certain time frames because just as you continue to go, you know, somebody was like, hey, the 60s were a really weird time. I'm like, yeah, but the, the 50s were too. And so weren't the 70s and so weren't the 80s. And God, what about all those abductions in the 90s? You know, it just <laughs> continues. Yeah. Right now is weird. <laughs> right now is weird. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> very weird. Oh, yeah. The... um. There's also the, you know, I think they get lumped together also because the keel connection, right? He, he wrote about both. Um, I, I mean, yeah. Well, they happened in a very, in yeah. very close proximity. You know, it sure. was that, that same area that, uh, that, that when Woody met Indrid um, yeah. was where the Mothman sightings were happening at. And they started happening 10 days later. That does look weird. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's true. So. Yeah. And it's two of the more bizarre accounts from that era you know happening really close together so right and keel went there to go um actually i think he started off because he was there investigating indrid and then that's why he started hearing about the mothman stuff um you know and so he just happened to be at the right place at the right time and you know for him was that significant did that set his life path at that point in time probably um yeah you know i'm a huge believer and in synchronicity and just the world presenting things um, but did it mean that it was significant to the phenomena itself? I don't think so. Yeah. I, yeah, I think, I'm, I, yeah, I'm right there with you on that. So before we wrap up, there are like, there are a ton of awesome, powerful women in cryptozoology, right? Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. it's, it's undoubtedly a field that's dominated by men there. Yep. I mean, there are so many men in it. So, what I wanted to ask was if you could give any advice to young women looking to get involved specifically, what would that be? Um, ooh. You know, it's hard. It is hard um, on us to just be women and be here. Um, yeah. But you know what? Just do it. I know that the climate is changing within the paranormal. Um, I've already seen it happen. Um, we've got a couple of conferences coming up in 2023 that are strictly women speakers. Um, if you're going to get into it now would be a really good time to be a part of that movement. And if you feel bogged down, if you feel just in general, paranormal has a lot of politics in it. Every community does. Um, yep. but if you, if you feel overwhelmed and you feel bogged down and you feel targeted at all, um, just know that there is a great community of women who will cyber bully anybody and, uh, <laughs> you know, if, on your behalf. Um, yeah. but you know, seriously, we, you know, we've got your back, um, you know, because we know that having that exposure is very important and you continuing to be able to just do your thing. I mean, being a woman and being intelligent shouldn't be a crime anymore. It's 2022. We, we need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> we need to stop with that. Um, but just do it and just be you, you know, just naturally be you. You know, we've also not just had a boom of like just women in the paranormal. We've had a boom of sexy women in the paranormal that like aren't afraid yeah. to just be who they are. Um, and, you know, and, and I'm not saying that you have to be that. You have to be this like oversexed, oh, I've got boobs and I'm also smart. You sure. don't have to be that. But, you know, we accept all kinds. And, and I think that having that wide spectrum is good. And it just kind of shows that, um, 
you know, we're not going to stop anytime soon. So yeah. um, just keep at it. And like I said, if, if you have problems, find me and then I will find whoever <laughs> it is who's given you problems. Awesome. Um, specifically on the question of, of, you know, sexuality and, and all this, sure. I, I have, I have a lot of female friends in the comedy world who were always told coming up, like, wear a big sweater. Don't like, you don't want them staring at your tits. You want them thinking about your jokes, you know, like to like tone it down, tone down their looks always to, if they want to yeah. be taken seriously. Did I mean, have you experienced the same kind of criticism and advice? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and I've gotten it, you know, not just from like uh, the elders that are like, you shouldn't do that. Because I've straight up showed sure. my boobs on Twitter. Like, I don't care. Right. You know, I'd show them on Instagram and Facebook if they'd let me. Um, <laughs> you know, because that is one of my things. Like, I want women to know that, like, you don't have to pick between sexy and intelligent. You can have both and you're valid sure. either way. Um, but yeah, I've absolutely had people, like, be like, well, you know, you can't do that. I've had people come at me, like, well, I don't like how she's always posting about, you know, women doing whatever they want. or And it's like, you know, well, I mean, so what? Get used to it. I've also been on the other end of the spectrum where I have approached other male researchers and just trying to like compare notes or, you know, maybe they've had a sighting that I want to hear about and I'll, I'll get in their DMs, I'll slide in their DMs, but then they like slide into mine. Like I had one guy and he's like, sure. oh, such, uh, such a pretty woman has, hasn't, you know, deep messaged me before. And I'm like, guy, mm. you're like 60 years old. We've never talked right. before. Like, I just want to know about your encounter. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's something, and that, that is something that's probably going to, um, I, I hate to say it, but I'll probably die before I see that really fade away completely. Right. Um, but I'm going to continue doing it, you know, on, over on, on my podcast, we're a comedy show. Um, right. I deliver information. I mean, the facts are so important. I mean, as close to the facts as you can get with the paranormal. Um, right. But, you know, we did a whole ep episode on the Mongolian death worm, and we mostly talked about penises. Um, sure. You know, because you can't... Because, again, just because you do something like tell dick jokes, it doesn't mean that your research is any less valid. The information's yeah. still good. It's still good information. Um, yeah, I agree you know, and we need to we need to stop being afraid of women talking about sex. Sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you and Pat O have this like comedic chemistry that's undeniable. It's a huge part of what your show is. So yeah. to pretend that that you guys are just these like serious, straight laced researchers, that you're not just holding back jokes all the time. You know what I mean? That would be that would be silly and it would be disingenuous. I can't imagine that we could ever do that. You know, yeah. Um, we yeah, we have a comedy. You know, when I started it, that's because I mean, I did it. I did a comedy show on purpose because I'll listen to these serious shows and there's so many of them. And yeah. I have personally, I've got really bad ADHD. So if like you're not hitting the conversation every couple of minutes, I'm just gone. And it's not it's you yeah. know what? The shows are wonderful. It's not their fault. But I needed something for me. But also, yeah. I'm not trying to attract people that are already into the paranormal. Um, those people will come, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll yeah. come for the information. Um, I'm trying to attract people that aren't, people that would want to listen to me. And to do that, the best way to bond with people is either through grief and sadness and crying or happy and laughter and wonderment. And so... Yeah. 
I sex. have gotten people. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten people. Yeah. They're not even yeah. into this stuff. And they'll, they'll, they will. They'll approach me. They'll say, hey, I found out about you. I also do a lot in the horror community. Um, I used sure. to write uh, horror articles for a horror website, whatever. But I've had people like from that community come and go like, I've never even heard of, you know, the Kaborosaurus, but like your yeah. your your, ep- your episodes are so hilarious. Like I can't, you know, I listen to it and then I get interested and then I want to, you know. Yeah. And so it's doing its job, um, and you know that's really important to me is to get people that can relate to me enough to want to listen to what I have to say and then be able to take me seriously enough to realize that there's something weird going on. So yeah, yeah, I think I'll. A big problem is people think that women have to either be serious all the time or they can't be taken seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. And I, th- I think that's something that that you specifically seem to be working on dispelling. Like, you can be silly or sexy or these other things, too, and still be taken seriously when, when it's time to be taken seriously. You know. Well, right. I mean, you know, if I just and you know, I most of my past is just what I say it is. But I didn't fucking go to school for astrophysics, work my way up the ranks to go to get into marketing for a huge corporation by telling dick jokes and stuff all the time. You know, obviously right. I can do both. Um, right, you and, have and, the jobs too. Right, and there's you know there's a time to do that and you know a time to not do that. Um, it's yeah. working on that balance. We'll have some people that, you know, people, it doesn't happen a lot. We don't get a lot of criticism for the show at all. Um, but when it does, it's always like, you know, oh, I don't, I don't like the, the humor. It's not, you know, it's very sure. dumb or whatever. And, that, you know, that's fine. I don't care. Again, for the most part, people love it. So you're just, you're not going to, yeah. not everybody's going to like you. Um, but, you know, those people, probably weren't going to sit and listen to me talk anyway in any serious fashion about these subjects um and if they were they were probably going to enter the conversation very close-minded and with their ideas already intact um you know so they don't matter and it's you know it's lucky because if if that person who doesn't like your brand of comedy you know they there are a thousand of those serious shows that they could go listen to you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. We we we've done that. We had an episode. We got a one star review, and uh, because people didn't like our banter, and because we do that, we yeah. do. You know, we want you to feel like you're a part of the conversation. Um, sure. Because if I run into you in the wild, and I'm very hard to to miss, I got the bright red hair and stuff. Yeah. I want you to approach me. You know, I I want you to talk to me, yep. and I want you to feel like we've already had a hundred conversations over. Um. You yeah. know, and then again. You're relatable and people want to listen to you when you're relatable. But they've complained about the banter. And I just said it. I just said it on the show. Listen, there's hundreds of other podcasts out there that don't have it. And they're fantastic. And hell, I'll even give you a list. Right. But we've got the banter here because we love our community. And that's like, yeah. you know, aside from the paranormal itself, the community is such a big deal to me. Like, I that's my, I love that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I'm not going to give that up just because of one one-star review. So, yeah, absolutely. Haters gonna hate. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think the negative reviews are important to see every once in a while, but at the same time, you can't let it change what you're doing. You know what right. I mean? Like, I think it's very clear listening to your show that you and Pat are having a really good time doing it. We are, and I think yeah. that's the most. Im- I mean, the the piece of advice that I give people just starting off with podcasting is make a podcast you'd want to listen to. Oh, yeah. 
which is exactly what and it's different for everybody you sure. know that's the sure. point yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We gotta love it. If you don't, people can tell. And, uh, yep. you know, we even have some topics sometimes that we talk about. And um, I know that you can tell the, by the way I talk about it that I'm not interested in it. Or yeah. it's something that I think is just completely bogus. And so normally, instead of like sitting there suffering, I'll just straight up say it in the beginning of the episode, like, I don't, this is ridiculous. But here we are covering this. And then it makes me more comfortable. And then yep. the audience realizes why I'm kind of off my game a little bit. <laughs> Um, But, you know, you got to be passionate about it because people feel it. They feel it through their earbuds or their speakers or whatever it is they listen to their shows on. They they know, you know, that you're into it and you're not. Um, So don't make something. Don't you can have people that inspire you. Um, You can have shows that you listen to and go, hey, I want to make a show like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, don't base it strictly off of the hottest show with the best downloads or yeah. you know whatever don't base it off of that because guess what that hot show with the, all the downloads there's already a show like that why would they listen to your show yep. they can go listen to that exactly. one exactly yep. you know make your own I thing mean, and make it something that you love yeah case in point how many clones of last podcast on the left are there so many. that don't get yeah that don't get any following because why would you go listen to you know a, a ripoff version when right when last podcast is putting out two episodes a week, it's not like there's a hole in the market for you to fill, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, you know, that's my advice anyway, just making anything, just do it. Just make the stuff, make all the stuff. Um, you know, don't, don't wait, don't, don't wait until you're perfect at it. Don't wait until you're good at it. Just start doing it today. Absolutely. And I think you, you hit a really good point on authenticity too, because like, that's what podcasting is built on. The reason people listen to podcasts instead of something like network TV is because they want that authenticity. They want they want that one on one feeling like they're in the room with you, you know, and they want to get to know you. There is you're doing uh, something fake. They're never going to get to know you. Oh, yeah. There's a big um, there's a big thing going on right now with uh, YouTube and uh, again, marketing specialists. So I follow the, the trends um, and yeah. people aren't watching YouTube as much anymore because most of it is very formulaic. A lot of it, like kind of the example that was used in the article I'd read was about um, Mr. Beast. A lot of people are just replicating sure. exactly what Mr. Beast does and people yeah. aren't watching it because it's just it doesn't feel personal it feels very big and post-production you know post-production and people liked youtube before because it felt like anybody could do it it felt like these were just regular people and they are they're all just regular people but you could feel it you knew that they were um you know but like i said the same thing could be applied to absolutely anything um you know that that you make you know and it's just Again, it's very important that you make it. I I ended up I watch uh, the last drive in with Joe Bob Briggs, yeah. and Joe Bob showed a movie, a terrible he had bad movie night one of these episodes, and yeah. uh, if you if you watch it, you know what I'm talking about. He showed this movie called Things, yes, and then gave a big speech <laughs> about it at the end, talking about look, this movie is fucking trash, and it did horribly back in the 90s. But guess what? It's on the last drive-in now in 2021 or 22, whenever that was. You know, you just absolutely never know, you know, even if you make something and it doesn't do great and that makes you unmotivated because that is one of the big stoppers and stuff. Like, you don't get, a you know, 10,000 listeners on your podcast in a day. It takes time. Um, You have to have that patience also to let the thing grow. 
And now people, you know, more than ever have watched things and it's terrible, but people still watch it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my co-host Ryan has a collection of, he calls it his worst movie collection. Mm-hmm. And like he's just obsessed with these old like terrible horror and monster movies that I mean they're awful but he he loves them you know they like put it's one on just to laugh now. at it and yeah exactly people yep. like it now so you just never know yep. even though you make that first podcast or your first documentary maybe you're writing your first blog mm-hmm. um, you know maybe those things aren't gonna maybe they're not doing great the first go around um they might later and it's a learning experience for you to kind of figure out what works for you figure out you know what your style is what you're comfortable with making you know you can play around with ideas hey if one thing doesn't work sure try something else and see what what happens and then when you get really really big and really really popular um then everybody's going to go back and watch that first documentary, listen to that first show, or buy that first book. Um, my yep. favorite episode of Bigfoot Society podcast oh, yes. is the one where Jeremiah yes. interviews himself. Yes. And I, I think was, it's everybody's yeah, I favorite. I was going to bring that up if you didn't. Yeah. yeah I, I think everybody loves yeah. that episode now. And you know how many people listen to it? I, I don't know how many initially. Probably maybe five. We know how it is to start, yeah. start off podcasting. Maybe five Absolutely. people. You know? Yeah. Um, maybe 20 maybe you know yeah. but but now i mean jeremiah's got one of the most popular shows in the circuit um yeah. and most of us our favorite episode is when he interviews himself so yes just driving his <laughs> uber around talking to himself about bigfoot it's he's like yes. that's a really great question that i wrote myself and i fucking lose it every time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know hilarious. i can i can i can never thank you enough for for mentioning that when you interviewed him for your show <laughs> Because that's when I that's when I went back and listened from the beginning, and it's some of my favorite stuff I've ever listened to. It's knowing it's, Jeremiah it's so now. It's it's so adorable it too. Is. That yeah. those beginning episodes are just they're man. It just I already <laughs> thought of Jeremiah as like the nicest guy on earth, yeah. and then when I went back and listened to those, I'm like, oh my god, how does this it, much like sweet? fit inside one man i know, you know what right? i mean like he's it's, so wholesome yeah. that's what i tell everybody that I'm yes. like he's so heckin wholesome but i suggest i i recommend everybody do that take your favorite podcasters listen to the first couple episodes compared yep. to what you're listening to now and you can tell there's always a noticeable difference they always grow um oh yeah you know because even we don't know what the hell we're doing when we start off we learn in the process yeah. so Absolutely. It's a good piece of advice. But at bare minimum, go listen to Jeremiah Byron interview himself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I endorse that completely. <laughs> All right. So before we wrap up, just let the audience know where they can find you, what to look forward to, any any cool stuff you're working on. Yeah. You want to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. I got tons of things. Um, yeah. So you can find me on uh, social medias. I am uh, Ashley Hilt over on Facebook. Um, I have both a business page and a Facebook page. I highly recommend uh, a personal page and a business page. I highly recommend the business page um, unless you want to see me post shit, post memes or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at it's Ashers with a Z. Um, I will be at um, the Mothman Festival this year, um, not as any type of importance. Well, of course, I'm important, but just as a spectator. <laughs> um, but I sure. will be speaking at two events um, in October. One's going to be at the Ravenswood Library in West Virginia. 
um, at Mysticon, and then the other one's going to be um, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at there's an Oddities Expo. I really don't know the name. Follow me on social media. You'll find out. Um, yeah. And then I got tons of other stuff. I got a Mothman book coming out, Mothman documentary coming out. More on the way. And two shows that I have every week. On Wednesdays, we talk weird, which drops every Wednesday. And Monster Radio, which comes out every Sunday. So, And those are on all pl- podcast platforms? Everywhere. Both of them? Okay, awesome. So links to everything that she just mentioned will be in the bio for the episode. Um, and basically anywhere you're listening to this, you can listen to monster talk. And on Wednesdays, we talk weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, that's correct. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. This was, this was awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening we absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on and if you want more you can support us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling it's there you will find bonus content behind the scenes or just keeping up on our day-to-day and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Campfire T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a blanket, buy a pillow, anything that you want to rep Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown.